Hey there, this is Jody Clock, and welcome to my podcast. I woke up dead, now what? In our conversations, we'll talk about real issues that everyday people face should they wake up dead without a life after death plan in place. Join me as we explore the how-tos on preparing for you or your loved one's passing without breaking the bank. And let's not forget about those pets too. Now, don't you fall asleep. I'm going to talk about social awkwardness, especially at a funeral or after someone has suffered a loss. You ever just have that awkward feeling? You ever not know quite what to say? Well, turns out a lot of us have that issue. So what I'd like to do is address it, share some of the learnings that I have had throughout our funeral home and what people have shared with us, and pass them on to you. So, like I said... Many of us have felt this way, but we don't really talk about it. Social awkwardness after a friend or a colleague, an acquaintance, or even a loved one, when they die, you find yourself in a situation and you don't know what to do. It doesn't always apply to death, I want you to remember. It can apply to the loss of a relationship, a pet, even a career. But the bottom line is people can and do grieve a lot of things. Grief is personal and Everyone processes differently. And sometimes there is delayed grief. I am sure that we've all heard these things before, whether we're at a funeral home, talking with others. Well, and maybe we've even said it. Everything happens for a reason. I know how you feel. Oh, they're in a better place now. Oh, I understand. My pet died too. Time heals everything. Oh, just remember the good. Oh, honey, they wouldn't want you to be sad. They'd want you to go out and live life. And then there's the, well, at least they had a good run and a long life. And then there's the, when someone leaves, let me know if there's anything I can do for you. Well, heck, I know there have been times these cliches have passed my lips. However, after years of understanding grief and meeting with families, here's what I've observed. Here's a short list of what people have thought but not said or ever voiced when someone said one of those phrases above. And let me tell you, every single one of those phrases that people say are with good intention. Again, it's just socially awkward. Grief is grief. You can't make it better. You can't fix it. All you can do is offer support and empathy. Listen, don't solve it. Everyone processes the five stages of grief in their own timeline. They also want people to let them be happy or sad. The loss may have been necessary. Maybe it's bittersweet. It's not ours to judge. Whatever that case is, don't make the person with the loss feel they need to suppress their emotions. Well, if you personally have suffered a loss that was familiar, don't assume you know how they feel. I mean, just because you lost a pet and that devastated you, They may be kind of glad their pet moved on. Maybe they can have some freedom now. Or maybe that dog was a nuisance. Or maybe grandpa died. And maybe he was a crusty old fart and he lived long behind his years. Just don't make an assumption. You know what they say when you make an assumption. It makes a ASS out of you and me. You know, many of us are religious or even spiritual. But not everyone is. If that's the case, saying you're going to pray for someone or it's in a higher power's hands could backfire on you. You may have had the best intentions, but that could really put someone off. If you don't know the deceased, 
which happens often, and people are there because they're supporting an extended family member, just simply offer condolence. Don't try to refrain from the, I'm sorry for your loss, because really you're not. Let's get right to the point. You're sad that they lost someone, but you didn't know that person. However, you really are sad that they are going through a difficult time. And finally, if the deceased lived a long time, that might not have been a good thing. They may not have had quality of life for the last five years, six months. Um, Death could be a relief. So just kind of take the silent lead and listen. So let's face it, none of us want to intentionally upset someone who is grieving. They may not even realize what they did, but sometimes silence, a head nod, a hug, or simply your presence is all that needs to be said. Instead of saying, let me know if there's anything I can do to help, or hey, give me a call if you need anything, after the dust has settled, show up. When most people leave, this is when the people are alone and they don't know what to do and they have time and they think and all the casserole dishes have stopped coming. Send a card, write a note, maybe even that note, drop a, they like lattes, a Starbucks or a Panera card or better yet, take them out. Coffee for lunch, glass of wine. It doesn't have to be a planned activity. Heck, You can take them to the grocery store if they don't drive. You can bring a meal over. Take them to a movie. That's an escape. Take them bowling, play golf, or simply go for a walk. But just show up. So thank you for listening to my podcast on social awkwardness. Let me know what you think. Share your thoughts. And thank you for not waking up dead today. Hey, if you're hearing this message, you've listened to the entire episode. And for that, I want to thank you. And I am so glad you didn't wake up dead today. Please jump over to jodyclock.com and download your free copy of my family care plan. This guide will help those you leave behind should you wake up dead. I promise. Be sure to order my book, It's Complicated, based on a true story. Send me an email about topics you'd like to hear in future episodes. Until next time, thank you for not falling asleep.